We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Deuce McBride, who had 18 points, three assists, three steals, tremendous defense, all done in 25 minutes. Congratulations on the victory, Deuce. This, from a team standpoint, this has to be one of the more gratifying victories of the season because of the way the game started here in the final game of a road trip. Yeah, definitely. Um, we knew we wanted to finish this uh, road trip off right. Uh, we came out a little flat, you know, just uh, just it being the end of the road. Uh, we just wanted to make sure that we finish it off right and uh, come out with more energy. Dude, talk about your mentality because obviously when the rotation is made, when the trade is made for Josh Hart, you're now out of the rotation. Injury happens to Jalen Brunson. You're back in the rotation, but you sit out a bunch of games, but you're ready to go. What is the mentality that keeps you ready to go, whether you're playing or not? Uh, honestly, it's just uh, the confidence in me. Uh, you know, continue to talk to my teammates and uh, be the best teammate I can. Uh, I want to see everybody be successful on our team. I want us to win. So I feel like Coach has done a great job of talking to me and making sure I stay ready, as well as the rest of the staff, and uh, just continuing to be who I am. Deuce, you can smile after performance like that <laughs> in a game like that. But your three-point shooting, which you work on all the time, you were a good three-point shooter in college. You've shot the three-pointer so well in the G League and have had your ups and downs with it in the NBA. Have you felt like you're getting to a point now where there's no hesitation, you trust it, and you're confident in it? Yeah, absolutely. I knew my work was going to show. Uh, I'm just going to continue to do that. And, uh, you know, at some point they're going to start falling. And obviously it's what we, we've, we've seen you shoot the ball well, but we've also known that your M.O., you come into a game and you're all about defense, being that dog, getting after it. You've had to guard some great players in your time. What's it like guarding Damian Lillard? Man, he's, uh, he's obviously one of the best players in the league. Uh, he's, he's crafty, shifty, um, can make tough shots. So best thing you can do is just contain him and guard him as a team. So it was a, it was a great challenge for me, and uh, I think we did uh, what we needed to do today. Last one, Deuce. Um, Josh Hart's impact, we try and talk about it, but from a teammate standpoint, what is his what is his impact on this team, Matt? Yeah, it's been huge. Um, from day one, he's coming as a leader. Uh, he's, he's not... Uh, He's not doing anything that, you know, that's not going to disjoint the team. He's obviously just coming as a great teammate first. And uh, off the court, he's a great guy. So he's a great uh, addition to the team. Congratulations on a great game. Thank you. Thanks, dude. Keith, what's going on? Uh, Keith, how are you? Uh, thank you for the very generous contribution. You've been amazing, really. Thank you. At work, trying my best not to scream and make patients wake up. God bless you, man. Uh, nothing like a Knicks win to give me a boost for my night shift and internship in the morning. Get after it, man. Get after it. 
Talk about the grind. That's the grind. That's the grind. I respect you, man. So proud of Deuce tonight. This is 100% the Deuce game. Him and Hart um, with a with a positive carrot, sideways carrot thing. Yeah, they are better. And um, here, look, just like I kind of had this thought after Quickly's performance against Boston that we were like, okay, that's a Quickly game. This is the Deuce game. I think this organization, which I've been so hard on at times over this, especially in the early part of this year, and specifically the front office. And I really, I was really not out on the front office, but I was just, after the summer, I was incredibly skeptical of them. And they have something here. They have a something going on. Again, I'm not saying it's perfect. In terms of the internal, how they go about making decisions and, you know, the system of checks and balances to the extent that such a thing exists there. And, you know, there's always the Dolan factor looming and all that stuff, but whatever. The front office has done an incredible job setting this organization up with young players who fit the culture that they are trying to build and simultaneously those young players are helping to build the culture and that two way thing. And they're getting better. That I mean, that's the, you know, we wouldn't be talking about any of this shit if they weren't getting better. Deuce McBride is getting better. Emmanuel quickly is getting better. Quentin Grimes is, I know we didn't have his, maybe his best night tonight, but Quentin Grimes is getting better. Like all of these guys, they're just improving. And then when they bring other guys in now, you're, st- you're seeing it with Hardenstein. Obviously you see it with Josh Hart, um, and I mean, it goes without saying, you see with Jalen Brunson, the guys they bring in are now maybe and maybe it took them a little while to figure it out. Right. You know, like some of the some of the acquisitions they made over the years, maybe not as much. Um, and I don't mean Evan Fournier, by the way, because I do think Fournier actually fits that mentality a lot. I just think maybe his game was not perfectly suited. But um, yeah, credit to them and and obviously credit to uh, to the players themselves, including Deuce. Thanks, Keith. Hannibal Miles, we're in stride when we ride with McBride. That's three rhymes there. I appreciate that, Hannibal. Although I noticed you have an Atlanta Braves hat in your picture. I just noticed that for the first time. I've been on an anti-Atlantic kick recently. Very much enjoying the Hawks falling apart. Jesse D, one of my favorite wins of the year. It's in the top 10 for me in terms of just feel good. And like, again, that was a that was a game. That was a game for most of it. I was nervous until the last four minutes. That's just me. Uh, the Deuce McBride game. I've always loved his confidence, and it was cool to see it all come together. The confidence, I think, you know, one of the nice things with that situation, and I I, I don't know. And Fred, Fred Katz wrote a great piece on Deuce. He was over this summer. So that's a good one to reflect back on. But also, just like, the guy was a top-level high school quarterback and I don't think you could be a good quarterback at any level without being pretty confident in your abilities to, you know, to overcome adversity and all all sorts of things. That dude has a long career in the NBA ahead of him. Do super pride. And I think the confidence has a lot to do with that. Credit to him. Thanks, Jesse. Dylan Chop Charles. Um, I I hope we're getting yes. Yo, J Mac, first of all, thank you for the contribution. Incredibly generous of you, Dylan. Thank you. 
On tonight's forgotten play, or plays, I should say, every chance Josh Hart got, he pushed in transition, getting us easy buckets, giving us life. P.S. Apologies for no forgotten play a couple games back. LOL. No, that's okay, man. I just really love it when you do this. And thank you again for the generosity. Josh Hart, I mean... I, look, again, he's not a perfect player. Let's just call a spade a spade. Not a perfect player. Gives you a couple turnovers, turnover or two every game where you're like, eh, that's not ideal. Um, we're seeing a little bit more of the hesitation at times to shoot. Now, it's amazing how it seems like every game the guy has at least one three that's positively massive in the moment. But he's also hesitant at other times. Um, and yet, like, the league is full of imperfect players. I mean, how many perfect players are there? Not many. I mean, your role players, role players are role players for a reason. And, well, that's because they're not good enough to 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 have a, an incredibly high usage. But usually role players come with, like, things that they don't do well or things that they actively do wrong. And like, yeah, I could sit here and I could quibble with this or that little thing with Josh Hart, but like, can you get a better role player in the NBA than Josh Hart? I mean, really? For all of the tangible reasons and then just for the intangibles. Like to me, I consider, again, you don't have your guy. You don't have Jalen Brunson. You're facing a team that you know struggles defensively. Pushing in transition and every opportunity you get, that's just smart basketball. And I consider that kind of an intangible that he just knows. He just knows better, especially because he played for this team, too. So what a pickup. What a pickup by this front office. Thank you, Dylan Chop Charles. Appreciate it, man. Keith with another one. You're too much, Keith. You really are, man. Um, the way Deuce Hart, I Hart, Obi and etc. just completely changed the game is exactly what I love to see. That grit and heart, no pun intended, is Nick's basketball. Huge win. Now let's rest. <laughs> um, pound to KFS. We all need a little bit of a rest. <laughs> I know I do. Uh, tomorrow should be fun, but it'll be, oh my God, will that be a labor of love? I'll be sleepwalking through my day. I'll probably be walking into fucking walls. Uh, I wasn't going to curse again. I'm sorry. Um, but <clears throat> for the second game in a row, the two, the second unit, incredibly high plus minuses tonight. It was Hart plus 26, Isaiah Hardenstein plus 20, um, McBride plus 17, and then Obi plus eight in only 14 minutes. They're doing this without Emmanuel quickly as part of their second unit attack. And that is, and I said, I've said it a few times. I don't know. I, it bears repeating. He's such a part of what they do on the second unit. And for them to not have missed a beat where a major component, their leader essentially of the second unit is not there because he has to start. I mean, what a testament to all of those guys. What a testament to their preparedness and just quite frankly, how good they are. Thank you, Keith. Danny Gardner, what's going on, Danny? As of two minutes left, Josh Hart, game high, plus 25. Cam with a game... Oh, goodness. 
with a game low minus 27. Great team win. Julius Randle didn't have it and everyone picked him up. Uh, two and three, not bad without Jalen Brunson. Yeah, completely agree. Was a great team win. As good a team win as they've had um, this year because you just think back to... And look, yes, Deuce was the star of the show, but Deuce was also the fourth leading scorer on the team tonight and two points ahead of Josh Hart. You know, so it's like it really was a great team win. And I, I actually want to push back on you a little bit there, Danny. Um, Julius didn't have it with the outside shot, but I thought he once he got in the pain and once he got his got in his bag, I mean, I thought he had, I thought he had some some nice finishes tonight, some nice shots. But I, I know what you mean. He hasn't had he didn't have it in the way that we, we've been accustomed to him having it. Thank you, Danny. Rage X. Um <laughs> One for six from the field, 0 of three from three, one rebound, zero assists, um, two points. Politics? <laughs> Question mark. Sure. Hashtag Cam Hive. Um, not as good as hashtag Deuce Hive. I, <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Uh, Brian Lests, Brian Lests, what's going on, Brian? Last year, we felt like most of the roster stock went down from 2021. I have the complete opposite feeling this year, regardless of outcome. Here's how bad it was, Brian. And I was thinking of writing, saving this for, and I will use it again, um, for a newsletter that I'll write at some point. But like, and I was only reminded this of this because someone on, on Twitter brought this back up to me and I'm happy they did early in the year when the Knicks were struggling, someone asked me a question along the lines of like, not like in terms of like ranking their roster, but like ranking the Knicks roster in terms of if you're trying to win a championship and you're also factoring in like the, like the benefit, the possible benefit of a roster that has like, really exciting young players that are like exciting and young with high upside, but also not very good right now to the point that you can, you might be able to tank this season. Uh, and then obviously like on the other end of the spectrum, like how close are you to contention? Someone asked me this again, again, it was early and they were playing very poorly and individually, nobody was really playing well, but I think I was like, yeah, I think they might be in like the bottom five. In terms of, again, factoring in, you either want to be a contender or you want to be very bad with some, ideally some exciting young talent. But honestly, almost even without that, just you'd rather be very bad. And I thought this team was like so middle of the road with talent that just, again, I, it, the point is that you, you nailed it when you're like, last year we felt like most of the roster stock went down because I, I think it, it did. It did go down. And I know for me, it left me with really a lot of uncertainty about a lot of guys that now we look at and we're like, oh my God, how could I have ever doubted this player? Even quickly, even quickly, there was a moment earlier this year where I was like, man, if the shot doesn't come around, like really, what what is this player's ceiling? You know, to say nothing of some of the other guys. So great job by them. They proved me wrong and they, they proved a lot of people wrong. Thanks, Brian. Uh, Sam Garcia's dad, what's going on? 
This was McBride's coming out party. The threes were huge and timely. Yeah, oh boy, were they ever. I thought every bat, honestly, every basket in that third quarter, because Portland was like, they took the punch early on, but then they started to punch back. I thought you could argue that the, offensively, at least, the best Portland played was in the third, where they were really, it was really going back and forth. And there was a stretch there where the Knicks needed to, to punch back. And, and boy, did they ever. Um, they were key in turning the game around, <clears throat> not to mention great defense. And what a dunk. You got that right. The dunk was, I hope that wins moment of the game. That was fun. Hamdy M. What's going on, Hamdy? I have to give credit to this coach. Uh, he truly is the perfect coach for this team. I don't know about that. My hat is off to you, Coach Tibbs. I mean, look, he, he's my he's, he's the perfect coach in my heart. Um, is he the perfect coach for this team? I, I don't know. I don't know. I think he's well-suited for them. And I think they've done a nice job of surrounding him with players who are, you know, the sorts of players that he seems to thrive with. Now, the sorts of players he seems to thrive with, in my own personal opinion, are the exact sorts of players that you should want on your basketball team, which is part of why I like this coach a lot. Um, but like, he's a—he's not an easy coach to play for. I don't think anyone would th- would say he's an easy coach to play for. I mean, the, the the funny thing about like the the Josh Hart interview on it was a podcast and it was videotaped. It was him and it was Lowry, I think, and. Andrew, I know the one. I, I know you know the one I'm talking about. If I say anything inc- incorrect, let me know. But like, where they were interviewing him, and he, he kind of compared Tibbs to, I believe Jay Wright at Villanova, which Lowry obviously also played for Jay Wright. And th- there was a very clear implication. It's like these are not easy men to play basketball for. <laughs> um, but there was a respect and you, and you need to have players with the mentality of like, all right, I'm not in this because it's easy. I'm in this because I want to win and I want someone to push me. And to that extent, because they have guys who are willing to be pushed, you know, I think Jeff Van Gundy uses the term a lot. You got to be willing to be coached. They have a team full of guys who are willing to be coached in a very specific way. Does that mean Tibbs is perfect? No, it doesn't mean he's perfect. He's I don't know if any coach is perfect, but um, yeah, it's it's a good it's a good marriage right now. It's a it's a really good marriage right now. Um, man, I'm just looking up that third quarter. The Knicks scored 42 points in the third quarter. Ooh, man! Without Jalen Brunson, 42 points in the third quarter. For over 30 years, the law offices of Weiss and Rosenblum in New York City has been home to a team of award-winning, hard-hitting injury attorneys who have a long track record of seven-figure results. Whether you've been injured in a car accident, fall, construction accident, or other traumatic event, Weiss and Rosenblum will work tirelessly to maximize the award, regardless of the severity of your injury, and get you and your family the fair and just compensation you deserve. Call Weiss and Rosenblum today at 212-366-6100. Again, that's 212-366-6100 or visit weissandrosenbloom.com for more information. No case is too big or too small. Personal attention to your matter is a priority. Once more, call 212-366-6100. Previous results do not guarantee future outcomes. If you think you might have a case, speak with a veteran attorney, not a rookie. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's up, Knicks fans? Quick break to tell you about HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. You've got New Year's goals and HelloFresh is here to help you achieve them. Take control of your time and budget with delicious recipes delivered right to your door. Looking for an easy way to eat well and save money this year? Cut back on expensive takeout and delivery and get started with HelloFresh. You'll love how easy, fun, and affordable it is to whip up a restaurant-quality meal right in your own kitchen. With fast and fresh recipes, HelloFresh's latest line of meals featuring robust flavors and filling portions are ready in less than 50 15 minutes. Enjoy taste and quality done quick with recipes like falafel power bowls, seared steak and potatoes with béarnaise sauce, or southwest pork and bean burritos. If you know anything about me, you know that I'm not the greatest when it comes to cooking. Thankfully, I found a life partner that loves her time in the kitchen and loves putting together these elaborate meals. Unfortunately, with her schedule working at a school all day and my schedule covering sports all night, we rarely have time to go to the grocery store together. Well, HelloFresh has made it possible for us to do all the grocery shopping for the week right from the comfort of our living room. In fact, just last night when I was editing the latest KFS pod, she was putting together two plates of Presto Pesto Panko Chicken with roasted potatoes and green beans. We were able to do dinner and a movie without even leaving the comfort of our own home. And this is just one of several delicious HelloFresh meal options with cook and prep time taking less than an hour. When you've got busy, conflicting schedules like ours, you don't have to go out for dinner and a movie. Instead, it comes right to you. Don't hesitate. Head to HelloFresh.com slash FilmSchool60 and use code FilmSchool60 for 60% off plus free shipping. Again, that's HelloFresh.com slash FilmSchool60 and use code FilmSchool60 for 60% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Kyle Kagan, what's going on, Kyle? Josh Hart in transition equals Dwayne Wade. (laughs) I like it. I think you mean Dwayne Wade. You put D Wade. I'm assuming you don't mean Dean Wade of the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. 
Yeah, he's unstoppable. Kevin Danishevsky, still in my line, baby. Top 10 win of the year. Uh, Deuce was awesome on both ends. Game changer. 26 for quickly. Um, over the development with Brunson. Love the development with Brunson out. <laughs> Cam, not so meaningful minutes. Hashtag, let's go next. Uh, what can you say? Uh, Kevin Danishevsky with another one. 41 wins, clinched 500 and tied the most wins since 2012-2013 with an asterisk because they only played 72 games a couple of years ago. Um, I believe that pace over a full season was 46 and change. Um, you know, they... Do they have an outside shot at 50? I don't think they... I mean, they were 9 and 2. Mm. If they had gotten that Charlotte game and they only needed to go 8 and 3, sitting here... If, if, they, if they had won the Charlotte game and I was sitting here right now and I was trying to talk myself into this and I was like, okay, they got to go 8 and 3. Denver's been playing poorly. Um... You know, and then you kind of go from there and you talk yourself. I would have talked, I think I would have talked myself into it. Nine and two, I can't, I can't do that. But I do think so. Like 48 wins is like a weird number. But I think 48 wins would be really meaningful for this team. If this team could somehow go seven and four, which I think seven and four, I'm not saying it's likely. I certainly think it's doable. Man, 40, can you imagine 48 and 34 for this basketball team? That would be. That that would be meaningful. Thanks, Kevin. Uh, Jesse M. Talk about purgatory. Hashtag Blazers. Woof. Yeah, I don't want to spend too much time talking about the Blazers. I have a lot of opinions on where the Blazers are right now. And um, I, I just, you know, and shout out to Danny uh, Morang, who went on the pod today with with Andrew. And uh, I mean, he's really he's plugged in with the Blazers and he he's. I think admittedly looking at things from a glass half full perspective, but I did find it interesting that, you know, he's, he's very um, optimistic about their potential ability to swing a big trade this summer. And while I don't discount that possibility completely, I certainly don't. I do think that there are some obstacles to it. Um, I'm not sure. And this is the main the main pushback I would have, and I, I I'll talk to him about this at some point, I'm sure, over the summer because he's a great guest. But like, yeah, Dame is a guy that I think stars wouldn't stars wouldn't mind playing with at all. I think it's more likely that like a star on a on a team that they've been on for a while would be like, you know what? Like, can you go get me Dame? <laughs> you know, to be the missing piece, and then. I'm okay putting all of our eggs in in the basket this year or next year. I'm not sure that I see a, a, a star forcing a trade to Portland to play with like I, I don't know how old Dame is, but you know it's it it's he's obviously on the wrong side of thirty, and, and like because that's like a different thing. It's it's different when you're the guy who leaves and like supports the other guy in winning a championship than if like Dame is the guy that is brought in to help support you. 
that's the part that I, I'm, I'm a little less sure of. And as 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 he said himself today, uh, Danny said himself, like if they can't pull anything this summer, right? And if they do kind of sit on their hands, whether by choice or because they're forced to sit on their hands because there's just no big trade available, you know, does Dame at that point start to be like, okay, well, you know, do what can can we have a conversation here? I don't know. I'm 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 curious. I'm curious what happens. Um, but we'll see. Thanks, Jesse. Ed Paolo, what's going on, Ed? Great game from everyone. RJ's defense, though. Uh, okay, now I I thought RJ was was good on both ends. I don't know if you're saying RJ defense though. Okay, now like that it was extra good or that it was very bad. I thought it was good. I thought it was good. And great game from everybody. I agree. Gregorio Vincent, what's going on, Gregorio? Gregorio, if I can enunciate. What a win. Got to witness the Deuce game in person. Love this team. Gregorio, shout out to you. Represent Knicks Nation in Portland. Really want to, really, really want to get to a game there in the worst way. Um, I mean, I just want to do all the West Coast arenas. Love to see a game in Portland. Love to see a game in Sacramento. Love to see a game in LA, obviously. Um, oh, and San Francisco. I, although I've, I, that is, I actually have seen a game there. I saw a game at um, the Oracle, um, which was which was really fun. Jessica, what's going on, Jessica? Josh Hart was amazing. I love that Jessica has like latched onto Josh Hart. Like that's his that that's our guy. He's my guy too. McBuckets put on a show. Another great game from IQ. So many meaningful. Meaningful minutes from people not named um, uh, someone. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's it was a good game for everybody. It was a good name for everybody on the Knicks. And uh, other than Dame, not a very good game for anybody on the Portland Trailblazers. So, John, it, this does not endorse this. But anybody watching live, if you get to about 57 minutes, or I guess watching on the replay, uh, Jessica includes a link to her YouTube <laughs> channel in which she may have come up with a fun little uh, compilation that people can click on and watch later and enjoy. Um, th- that's specifically for everybody, but but John, John, don't click on it. In fact, I won't. I won't be clicking on any such. I don't. In fact, there is no link. There is no. There story. is no link. Yes. Um, can I I'm just? Really- Read yeah. some stats real quick. This second you do half. Do that is, while I while I blow my nose. Okay. This second half is nuts, and this is the only half I saw tonight. So I just, as far as I'm concerned, this was an outstanding performance by the Knicks tonight. Um, they scored 74 points in the second half. They only missed 12 shots. They shot 69.2 percent. Nice. Um, Wait, they, what? They shot. They missed 12 shots. They were 27 of 39 in the second. I'm half. including that in the newsletter. You better not be wrong. I'm staring right at it. They missed 12 shots. There were 27 of 39, 69%, 10 of 18 from three. And it could have been better because they missed seven free throws. There were 10 of 17 from the line. Outscored Portland by 22. In the second half or overall? I'm looking at the second half. Oh, yeah. just the second half. Yeah. Missed seven uh, free throws. Deuce, for the, the night that he had, he fit right in with the Knicks' best guys because he missed two free throws. His only two free throws tonight. There's only two free throws in the second half, I should say. They were a juggernaut in the second half. What I like the Knicks shot 42% from three tonight, and Julius went over five. Yeah, and that's the other thing about this. I'm like, look, Jeremy Grant wasn't there. We should note that. And he's a good, he's a he's a good defensive player. But like, that's the other part of it with like 
the notion that they're a superstar away, like I do wonder, is there something fundamentally broken with a team that is, if they're not the worst defense in the NBA, they are right there as the worst defense in NBA. Maybe, you know, yes, there are certain centers. We don't have to name names, but like, yeah, sure. There are certain centers that would come in and help contain that or, or fix that in a significant way. Um, but they got, I mean, their roster is, you know, when they traded away Josh Hart because they don't want to pay him. Yeah. Like it was a, it was a money, like just, let's just flat out. It was a money thing. They, 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 they didn't want to pay him what he, they knew his cost was going to be. And guess what? Josh Hart was part of the solution, not part of the problem. He was their best plus minus guy. If I'm stink or if I'm not mistaken. So since the Josh Hart for redacted trade, I love how that's now the redacted name. Um, the Blazers are the second worst team in net rating. They are four and ten. In fact, after tonight, they might go to worst in net. No, they're not catching the Rockets. They have the second worst net rating since the the Josh Hart trade, and the worst defense in the NBA. They're giving up 122 points per hundred possessions. That's worse than the Pacers. Worse than like the Kings, who give up 120 points in wins at least are down there. But every other team at the bottom here is just, it's weird. The Clippers are down here, which is weird, but I digress. But you know, you yeah. know, what's also notable about that. And like, and we could say this as Knicks fans, how, and even like earlier this year, there was probably a moment where you could have said something to this effect. There are, it, there are times where when a team is going bad defensively, teams come in and they're just licking their chops. You know, and they just part of the confidence comes with the fact that they are facing. They know who they are facing. And that was the Knicks in the second half. Like they were firing away with confidence. And that's why, like, it was so weird. Not weird. It wasn't weird. They were just sluggish because last game for West Coast trip. But when they got off to the start, they got I wrote it down. They had five points in more than six minutes in the first quarter, you know, so it, it really they really turned it around. And just Great to job. close the loop on the stats with some Knicks talk, so it's no longer just Blazers talk. Um, since the Josh Hart trade, the Knicks are 11 and 4. Um, they are third in offense, 10th in defense, and second and third in net rating. Wait, 11 and 4? Yeah. They might they might not have updated. It might be 12 and 4, but hold on. Who's the fourth? They won nine in a row. So since the Josh Hart trade. The next so you're counting, the, I'm count, I'm count like since the trade. So, so you're counting the Sixers game they didn't play in, right? But I'm I'm going by NBA stats. If you want to say Josh Hart is eleven and three, you can. Yeah. But the Knicks are eleven and four since the trade. I'm just going the date that I sorted to is okay. then. If you want me to go to that game, it probably actually improves now that I look at it. Of course it does because they lost the Philly game. So the Knicks since then are it hasn't updated for today. They are eleven. They are ten and three, but they are eleven and three total. Um, second in net rating, still tenth in defense, still third in offense. Yeah, teams they're 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 rolling right now. And then and a bunch of those they don't have Brunson. So mm, good point. Good 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 basketball team we got here. <laughs> so good to say that. <sighs> James Joy. What's going on, James? Thank you, man. The Deuce Man coming. Uh, do it, John, for the people. I think I did. 
It wasn't. It was. I uh, when I did that that night, I, I was several, several whiskeys deep. <clears throat> I'm only. I'm. I. I only pour one whiskey now at the end of at the end of a win or 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 at the end of any game really, and uh, yeah. So I'm not there, but I. I hope that was good enough. Thanks, James. Jesse with another one. The deuce. The deuce man coming. An all-time KFS meme. That was a fun one. Who who memed that? I think Fuddy might have been responsible for that one originally. What a what a night. Remember that draft night? Oh my goodness gracious. That draft night, I was I believe I was solo for the whole night. And there was a lag. Andrew remembers all this shit better than me. I it do. was a um, so like the picks were being made a minute or so before I they got to me or 30 seconds or so before they got to me. So what happened that night, the plan that I had, because that night technically was supposed to be the first night of my buddy's bachelor party. So I was producing you on the fly and like on a road on a road trip up to the Poconos. So I'm we hadn't done any of the stuff where I can join you on stage and I'm producing you from afar. And the plan was that I could um, that, that you wouldn't look at your phone. You would get no updates. Yeah. You would have your phone off and you would react live. And we weren't spoiling the pick in the chat. You would react live yes. to both picks in in real time. Like to and the broadcast. We, there's another part of it, which is that the Knicks had 19 and 21. And right. I, even though they also had was it 34? One of well, they had one pick originally yeah. in the top of the second round. I think the original plan is that we were going to get out of there after twenty one, mm-hmm. and then they kept trading down and trading down. Yep, you joined live. Uh, I want to say it was around pick fourteen because we thought they might trade up right. to them to get yeah. Duarte. Yeah. Then when he didn't, you were were sitting on your couch in your old place, and like you we said, could, several whiskeys in. <laughs> oh, because you could watch it live. That's right. We had the little makeshift studio in my old laundry room, but I didn't. I didn't have a TV. Yeah, so we had to shift back to where I used to do the old uh, and the old periscopes. For this is where God. I get to tease you a little bit and just be what? like, I did not have the capability to show you how to dual screen like ESPN on the one screen and YouTube onto the other. Like I have currently in front of me, the the chat and then you and the other, regardless, the point is that was supposed to be a quick 45 minute. They're going to make two picks and we'll bounce. And then they trade 19 and at 19, you I, I text you and I'm like, so the Knicks traded the pick and you're like, oh, they haven't announced that on the broadcast yet. Okay. Well, I guess we're waiting for 21. Then they trade 21 and I just call you and say, just turn your alarm, turn your alerts back on, your notifications back on. They've traded 21. They now have 25. And, you know, the, the, this is why you don't make plans because then God laughs. And so. And so you ended up staying. I went back to my road trip and then you then stayed up to the next two picks, which were, um, why am I blanking on the kid, the kid from overseas? Jacobitis. Yeah. Jacobitis. They took him. Um, then Herb Jones went and then the douche man cometh. Deuce man did indeed come. Uh, Quentin Grimes, Deuce McBride, Jericho Sims. Mm. Well, that's, you didn't stay on for Jericho Sims. I know that. No, I didn't. Imagine, like, got three NBA players out of that draft without any of them being in the top 24. 
Incredible. And <laughs> it must be said, you got the pick that turned into Cam that at least somewhat helped you get Josh Hart. <laughs> so I actually, you, I, I have a spin zone for you officially. Oh my God. So you're on an anti-Atlanta kick. I right? am very right? much so. I just don't like the Hawks. Right. So that pick is what they use to get DeJounte Murray. They included it in the trade. But th- that's my point is they used, yes. they were able to include an extra first round pick and it got them to Jante Murray. They, hold on. And now look at that franchise. They, they included a pick that may turn into a first round pick. And at this point, I'm not sure I'd bet on it turning into a first round pick. Neither John, here nor there. I'm not even saying that. I know. I know. It's like the, 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 the value of the trade. I'm literally saying it forced them to make an all in move so they could be the 10 seed going forward. And so they could fire another coach and then hire a credible coach and probably get that coach fired too because of the culture that exists. We need to do... I don't know if we should wait until after the play-in round. to do. I don't know when we should do it, but we have to do another uh-oh rankings for the Patreon pod because there are going to be some uh-oh teams yes, heading into absolutely. the summer. Yes. All right. Let's keep it going. Thank you, Jesse. <clears throat> for inspiring that little walk down memory lane. Oh boy. CJ Cervantes, Trace McBride. Yes, I love it. That's a great... I, listen, at this rate, he might have to think about changing his name. His nickname, at least. Thank you, CJ. 